0: And welcome to the DMs Book Club, a podcast where each week we talk about some Dungeons and Dragons and how we fit it into our role playing campaigns. It Ooh. might not be each week; it might be every episode, but it doesn't matter because I'm here with Fiona, and we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Excellent. As I was saying
1: before, it's the first two sentences of this podcast is the most important part. The rest of it is rubbish. And every time Hamilton, you do nail it. It might take you a little while to nail it. Yes,
0: I might have like stubbed my thumb a few times with the hammer, but I got there in the end. It's nailed right in. So exactly. How are you? How are you this week? i'm good i'm good as we said in our first attempt to at this yes. it's all the better for reading some DD and talking about some D. Hmm. you were saying you've done a lot of reading recently you were telling me
1: yes i have so i i tend to do a lot of non-fiction reading now i think something about the pandemic i, I just really struggle to do fictional reading now but i think i don't know okay. what that is but as a result i make lots of notes so it is quite nice to be like well i'm now very prepared and i can talk to somebody about my notes rather than just <laughs> keeping them in a file on on like <laughs> on my ipad and never speak about it to anyone again because i I make notes on like my improv books and make stuff on my DD stuff even on other rpgs as well though because i obviously do interviews with other game designers on my other podcast where so yes it's been very exciting bringing that in early look at that (laughs) what's that (laughs) we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that at the end of the episode
0: what fiona are we talking about today
1: right so Uh, this is the point of the podcast where I say we've been inundated with people asking us to talk about this class. I will be honest, nobody's asked us to talk about this class so we're going to talk about it anyway.
0: (laughs) We have received zero emails.
1: (laughs) We're Uh, still waiting for your
0: call. Uh, (laughs) Anyone want to ring on line one to talk Uh, about the most favourite of all classes? Sure,
1: yes. Yes, the most, well, one of the most interesting classes because, again, it is a playable class that I have never really played myself. I think and a one shot or two, but you have a bit more experience of it than I do. Today, we're going to talk about the Ranger class. This is part
0: one of the Ranger class. Yes. It's so good, we had to split it into two.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, essentially, what we're going to do in this part one, we're going to talk about the sort of base structure, sort of the, the mm. main class features you get when you take the Ranger class. And then we're going to talk about the two subclasses that you get with the player's handbook the Hunter and Beastmaster. And then the other subclasses, the other six subclasses they've got, because there's eight in yep. total, we'll talk about in part two. Yeah you might be wondering why we're a bit like hmm like a bit sarcastic <laughs> about it perhaps um I'm going to be completely honest at the top of this episode I am not a fan of the ranger class I, it sparks no joy in me I yeah. after reading these two sort of basic versions when they sort of came out as player handbook stuff like these were the only ones at the time I would have been mm. very disappointed yeah I don't know about yourself Hamilton because you you have we've talked about your experience of playing a ranger before
0: yeah I actually chose it and I've and I've also had a player play one in my dragon heist campaign which I've mm-hmm. mentioned a few times saying that and I've mentioned my ranger a few times that I gave up my ranger to become a blood hunter yes. <laughs> instead because I was going to go for as I said at the time I was trying to go for that sort of wolverine-esque build as close as I could so I had a uh, shifter ranger and i transported that into a human blood hunter with order the curse of lycanthropy or order of lycanthropy i can't remember the term
1: order of the lichen, but yes order of the
0: lichen. there There you go this
1: has been like well actually at the side there but yes continue
0: (laughs) yes The thing is, it, as I said in our rogues episode, the rogue is just a better class doing a very similar thing. <laughs> and I think the rangers, as I said to you off podcast, is a bit too much druid to and a not enough rogue. And I think that's its its downfall. And I think it's marred by that. It's marred by a spell. We'll come on to the spell casting abilities. And I think mm-hmm. it's marred by a few early decisions that just just left it sort of at the wayside because the actual like introductory text is very like it's very rewarding and like oh that yeah. sounds quite interesting i, w- I want to play that and you think of classic rangers like legolas strider yeah, yeah strider you know um and so many others, so <laughs> many many others. <laughs> others. <laughs> no but i'm thinking like it's like your aeon flux sort of characters you know yeah. you feel like actually the rogue is just a modern version of those old-fashioned rangers but you think fast-paced Moveable combat, agility-based combat, but at the forefront rather than less than a, a rogue, which you think would be more sneaky. Sneaky. Whilst the ranger is sneaky, sneaky, but definitely in amongst the action and fighting within melee range as yeah. as ranged as well. And I think it gets confused by, oh, it needs to be ranged because it's a ranger. So it needs to yeah. have, it needs to be all about um, bows and arrows and, and uh, uh, we'll give us the spellcasting. That's what it feels like someone did.
1: <laughs> yeah, agreed. It feels like, again, this is, I mean, we've done a couple of classes already, like you've mentioned Rogue, we've done Barbarians, mm. we've done uh, Paladins, that sort of thing. And yeah, getting to this, I'm glad we've come to this a little bit later because I can definitely see going down in the class features. I'm like, oh, well, this class has this, but at this level, oh, this class has this at this level. And then it kind of you go, oh, the, it doesn't really, yeah. like I said, it doesn't really motivate me to do it. But like he said, there's sort of introduction about this idea that they are sort of people who live on the edges of civilization, mm. they are specializing in hunting those monsters. So compared to the Druids, which we've talked about, this idea that they are one with nature, but they're on the outskirts of civilization and sort of helping that balance here, they, this is the other side of the coin. Per se, and so I quite like that, that and it's just really interesting because again, you have these sort of like they're tracking their quarry, they're yes. hunters, like you know, like Van yeah. Helsing, but they're not necessarily yes. like blood yeah. hunters, all that sort of thing. So yeah. it's it's like they are very very cool, and they're written really coolly. This idea that they they know stuff, they are tough. They're yeah. the
0: ones that want to go camping uh, yeah. in the wilderness. They, they like wild camping, you know. But that's the thing I, you picked up on the toughness. Like they are a tougher rogue. A rogue is lithe and very and like excusing themselves from from the fight. As in, like it's all about evading. And defence and stuff like that. Whilst yeah. you feel like these should be like evading from like martial skill, not yeah. from a need to protect themselves, you know, because they're sort mm. of glass cannony or something like that. And I think that is missing. That sort of hunteriness, that sort of predatory nature of them, sort of in a, i mean predatory and like as in a predator or in yeah. the wild nature of them is sort of lost. And I think that there was two things I was gonna say when you mentioned it, is like I think they're they're mired by Drizzt because Drizzt is cool yes. but he has spellcasting and I think that's why they had to give him spellcasting. I think that's mm-hmm. what And then the other thing is the attitude of them being uh outsiders and being on the edges of society mm. when they bring that into a party the, the rogue is always your, your your rogue element, right? You've got a rogue and they're like the jokes you hear, the the memes all about the rogue who's going to try and pickpocket the wrong person and mm-hmm. and up to like all the like probably questionable gray areas of the morals of the party but the range just becomes a curmudgeonly bore. who's yeah. like oh i don't like being in the urban environment and no. you know all that sort of stuff and it's... i miss my trees i do yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know um i think that 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 just can sometimes also create a bit of a problem if you're playing them because you're like oh you're you're always like you you're always sort of fighting that and I don't see why there's not enough, there's not an urban ranger class, which. Mm, or a subclass to it, like or a, a really subclass to it, Or yeah. just added flavour that just actually makes this, which is what the broke is. So I don't know. We we keep going yeah. back to it.
1: And I'm sure, like, the, the fighter class as well, once again, I know at some point we need to get onto that because that one is so, that can be yeah. easily flavoured to do. Pretty much what a ranger does, I yeah. think. With certain bits and pieces, mm. it talks about this idea of like you know they they can be make a living as a hunter or as a guide mm. or as a tracker. So maybe they get hired as part of the party to like track uh, a creature that's been attacking mm. the outside villages. And it's that idea of protecting the borders and protecting the outskirts of towns yeah. and stuff. But them themselves, they're not a part of either world. So I think that it, that is an interesting element to play. And it's like that sort of fierce independence it talks about. This idea of like oh well, they are suited for adventuring. Therefore, I would say similar to how we said with the Bloodhunter one being that would be a really cool one-on-one solo mm. one-shot. I think you could also do that with Ranger if you didn't, if you, if they were like, mm. I don't want to necessarily have the gothic horror elements on it. I just want to play a, a sort of st- mm. a straight laced. It's not the word I'm thinking of, but yeah, you know, like I know a, what do you mean?
0: Well, there's some things I was going to come to later when we talk about the actual abilities, but that I'll bring that back up when we come to them. How that I think that would overcome a lot of the issues that I have. With the mm-hmm. the way that they've applied benefits to to this to this thing. I think we should also then recaveat which we started one. The reason we put this into part one and part two is this part one is going to be Empire Strikes Back, okay? Right? Okay? It's it's Empire Strikes Back. We're not going to have a new hope. We've all had that because that was Rogue. The Rogue was a new hope. This is... We're going on This is an Empire Strikes Back where it looks like everything's, everything's going badly, okay? And then we're going to have our Return of the Jedi in right. part two, right? Which is right. what... So so I'm just carrying that to if we feel a bit negative in this one, and the, and it looks like the Empire wins, the Jedi's it's might win. Of they and- do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you are completely right, because I think I'm. Yeah, we're very aware that we when we you know we do this podcast, we're very silly about it. We're like, like, oh, I don't like this, and it's more. It's not necessarily like it's a bad thing. It's just more like we don't like it because we're flawed human beings, yeah. and that's okay. <laughs> Speaking of flawed human beings, let's talk about the creating a ranger questions. So obviously every time we yeah. do a class, uh, when we start with the basic player's handbook, they always have this little like, consider questions about it. And mm-hmm. here's the other thing, again, we talked. I just talked about briefly about, oh, this could be easily as a solo RPG. Instantly you can have it so that a ranger is an orphan. So you can get your edgelord right in there if you want to. Yeah. But here are some of the questions, which I think are quite interesting if you're like, trying to think of a good backstory and how you can mm. fit it in with the, maybe the rest of the party. So... It says right at the top, like, consider the nature of the training that gave you your particular capabilities. Because, as it sort of talks about this little later on, whilst you do get a bow and a quiver full of arrows as, like, your start equipment, you don't have to necessarily use it. You could be, like, a ranger that uses two-handed weapons, which is very, very cool. So it starts off by asking, like, did you train with a single men- uh, mentor uh, until you mastered it? So did you have, like, a connection to somebody who was already doing this, maybe somebody who was already protecting the forests around where you lived as you were growing up? Did you leave the apprenticeship or was your master slain? Perhaps by the same monster that you has become your favourite enemy at level one? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think that's that again, that could be quite cool. Like a you are on a revenge quest could be quite interesting. Or have you learned your skills as part of a band of rangers affiliated with a druid circle trained in, in the mystic paths as well as wilderness lore? Now, I think that one could be quite interesting because if you do have a druid in the party, or have somebody who or have people coming in as druids, you can make those connections that you like, you know each other because you're a part of the same Band yeah. of protectors which again i actually quite like that as a as a little yeah. background thing i think that's pretty cool you might be self-taught you might be a recluse hooray we all we love recluse Re- recluse i can't even say the word hermits hermits yes uh or even have a magical connection to nature for the necessity of surviving in the wild so compared to, again back to the druids they see the nature and they feel the sort the magic there you're just like I have managed to climb up this hill and it's not killed me. Amazing.
0: <laughs> That's how I see that. They are that one is, I think, the the self-taught recluse. Again, it, it just goes back to what we were saying earlier, wasn't it? About you could just be the, the really grumbly person in a party if you're not if you're not careful. You're a grumbly person. I love that. There's a lot of stuff about what you're your certain kind of enemy that, that you particularly hate you. You obviously a monster, kill someone you love to destroy a home village. That's my one wasn't a monster. It was just like People did destroy my village, and that's mm-hmm. kind. Of, I went down that classic trope. Did you know? Is your adventuring career a continuation of your work of protecting the borderlands, or or some sort of significant change? You know, you could imagine like your border you know ranger that's sort of out in the 10 towns always Mm -hmm. off like protecting it from yetis or something like that you know i don't know um Mm -hmm. but what made you join up with a band adventurers? do you find it challenging to teach new allies the ways of the wild do you welcome relief from the solitude they offer and when you talk about your like solo Mm -hmm. focus Mm -hmm. i could also see a two-party you know, Hmm. apprentice and master sort of like like idea or just a pairing that's like a, a, you know, so if you had like a two-player party, I think it could be interesting with a ranger or even as you said, a ranger and a druid maybe.
1: Or like if, for example, you were going for more of a, there's a ranger a couple levels in fighter perhaps, but then they mm. could also be you're escorting or guiding maybe somebody yeah. who is more magical. So like a, a wizard going yeah. to and from the big universities and you
0: need a protector and all that sort of oh, thing. Oh, I like that idea. Wizard and a ranger sort of like pairing. That Netflix
1: series, you you call me, I'll write it. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it now. I'm writing it now. I, and I do think what, one question that does stand out quite a bit which plays into you kind of mentioned it a bit the sort of favored enemy stuff it's like mm. what is the source of your particular hatred of a certain kind of enemy mm. and that idea that you obviously later on you get a favorite enemies because you know more knowledge about them and again it sort of sets you up to be like i hate these creatures because they've done x and maybe i'm going to say this out like maybe that could be problematic depending if it's yep. like it's always going to be orcs um, yeah. or you know so i think it would be Interesting to play around with it that maybe it's a misplaced hatred in some way that yeah. you know you for example I've been reading an RPG recently called Vassan which is mm. all about Scandinavian folklore and this idea that people hate the Vassan these sort of fairy folk or fae. But actually they're sort of misjudged because obviously they're trying to help with the with the old mm. ways, but because with the new ways of industrialization, it's taken away from the old days, and so they're misplaced and they're angry and they're lashing out because they don't know what to do otherwise. So yeah. I think again, it has something like that could be quite interesting. So actually, a lot of the folklore, if you're looking mm. into with ranges, that could be quite interesting. Like pairing those up together, yeah,
0: quite cool. I, I do agree. I still think favorite enemy is bullshit. <laughs> so.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, before before we go on to favorite enemy and stuff, we'll just say if you wanted to do a quick build, yeah. Ideally, you put dexterity as your highest ability uh, score. Yeah. Which makes sense because obviously, if again, if you're presumably you're going for your classic, hmm. your classic default ranger, which will be probably shooting with a bow and arrow, followed by wisdom, which would be your spell casting. Uh, modifier on that Mm -hmm. but but of course if you're deciding like i want to use two weapon fighting then strength would be higher i think wisdom
0: also helps because your nature checks survival survival is what i was also looking for and Mm -hmm. medicine checks as well because you probably will be out in the world so it feels like the appropriate one
1: i agree and then finally like if uh, to complete it it suggests taking the outlander background which Makes sense. I always
0: think like far travelers. Another one you could always take mm. another the background, or maybe even soldier.
1: Yeah, I think a soldier or even folk hero would be another folk one. Hero, like, yeah, like you know, it's like they call him Strider, and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> You know, saving throws strength and dexterity it makes sense and then skills yeah. you can choose any three I think that's the only I don't know if you can pick three in general from classes I can't remember off the top of my head the early ones yeah. but you, you know animal handling athletics insight investigation nature perception stealth and survival all yeah. makes
0: sense oh great the hit dice as well being a, a d10 nice and high makes that point that I was making against a rogue they are a, a bulkier being generally mm-hmm. than a, the, in terms of like more, more uh, constitution the weapons as you said simple and martial obviously so it puts that in armour yeah. you don't you only get light, medium. But yeah. You do get shields, which is always yeah. useful. And as you said, you can either start with two short swords or two simple melee weapons. Yeah, a dungeon is packed a lot, and I explore pack, and you always do get your longbow and a quiver of arrows. As you yeah. said, so you can you could be either or, can't it? Like yeah. uh, you're like I fight, 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 and now I leave, and now I shoot.
1: So mm-hmm. you've got all those options as well. So you, yeah. I will say this: if, if you are planning to play a ranger, you don't have to just stick to longbow. You can, mm-hmm. you know, mix it up a little bit. So let's talk about the class features,
0: shall we? Yes. Yes. So Hamilton, what's up?
1: <laughs> what do you get straight away? You, you you are Ranger level one. What do you get straight yeah. away? You
0: get favoured enemy and you mm-hmm. get natural explorer. Mm-hmm. So favoured enemy, beginning at first level, you have an experience studying, tracking, hunting, and even talking to a certain type of enemy. Choose the type of favoured enemy from aberrations, beasts, celestials, constructs, dragons, elementals, phase, fiends, giants, monstrosities, oozes, plants, or undead. Or choose two races of humanoids such as gnolls and orcs you gain after choosing only one of those things Mm -hmm. you gain advantage on survival checks to track them as well as intelligence checks on information to do with them you also gain a a language of your choice that's spoken by them and uh you get to choose an additional one at sixth and 14th level
1: yep that's That's it. it
0: that is it
1: It's frustrating because, again, I see it as a cool flavouring thing, like you know, because it says like as you gain these levels, your choices can reflect the types of monsters you've encountered. Mm. That's cool. I quite like that as a bit of advice. But yeah, it's like, so what? So what? Why can't it? Like, what? It feels like okay, you can track your favoured enemies. Like, I, I just feel like I feel like even favoured enemies is a misnomer. Mm. I feel like they're not your favourite enemies. They're probably people that you don't like.
0: No, I know. Uh, Yeah, well, let's talk about the next one, and I'll talk about how I think you can alter this. The next one is a natural explorer. You're particularly familiar with one type of natural uh, environment, which is Arctic Coast, Desert Forest, Grassland, Mountain Swamp, or the underduck. I think what they're missing from that is urban. Uh, It really annoys me that it's not in there, but I add it. When you make an intelligent wisdom check related to your favorite terrain, your proficiency bonus is doubled if you're using your skill that you're proficient in. So um, survival in this area. (laughs) Investigation. Difficult terrain does not slow your group's travel. That's good. Uh, group can't become lost, except by magical means, useful. Even when you're engaged in other activity while traveling, you remain alert danger, which is, again, also, but it really takes a particular type of campaign. Again, back to what you said. And the same mm-hmm. And same with the favored enemy. If you're traveling alone, you can move stealthily at a normal pace. But that's if you're traveling mm-hmm. alone. Uh, thanks, mate. Yeah, you've got the wizard behind you. <laughs> oh! This is why you saying it as a solo adventure makes a lot of sense. When yeah. you forage, you find twice as much food as you normally would. Tracking other creatures, you'll also learn their exact number, their size, and how long they pass through the area. Uh, you gain an additional six and ten. And that's it. <laughs> as you said, if this... Okay, my problem with favorite enemy... Can I start yeah. with... You, I, you can well, go if you want to jump in. No,
1: no, no, no. Tell me, Hamilton, why are you not so keen on uh, favorite enemy and natural explorer? Which okay. you can get up to three times. Three different terrains yeah. and three different enemies.
0: Firstly, I don't think they're connected, which makes me really annoyed. Because it doesn't make any bloody sense. Because, oh, I'm I'm a real Arctic explorer. But you know what? I know everything about every type of dragon. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. No. Like, yes. What, it, I, ugh, what I think it should be. <laughs> yeah. What I think it should be is that you should be able to... They should be merged into one where it is the location that you want to talk about is what your favorite enemies are. So if you're in an Arctic environment, you are knowledgeable about yetis and about... Mm-hmm. Uh, dire walls and mm-hmm. gi- frost giants and ancient white dragons yeah. do you know what i mean like because you spent your time in the arctic but how like if you're the our time in the arctic <laughs> oh i know i know all about aberrations like okay because there's one type that might live in the arctic but yeah. you don't then know about all aberrations like i don't it kind of I get the I, idea that you might know the the, ke- the chemistry and biology of a dragon, but like yes. it's it it would make more sense that your knowledge base would be much more broader in terms of yeah. the relationship to where you've I,
1: been. I now I now foresee like a
0: ranger who's like, I live in the desert and
1: I know the desert, but also I hate oozes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: It just it just it really takes like I don't know why. It just it that kind of really annoys me for some reason. And it's I, just because it's yeah, it's D and D being too dnd you know too gamified and not actually like some not one's actually gone wait a minute we could actually it might be more complicated but we could actually make this better if we just put some time together to actually i mean it's planes of existence you could be like abyssal creatures and you've been wandering the abyss if you're going to go for a plane walker style Mm. that makes it kind of easy so that's my first problem. <laughs> that's your first problem. Yeah, I,
1: and I agree with that as well. I feel like, because obviously by the time you get up to like later levels, you can get up to three on each. Maybe then you can make connections between them because you cover a bit more of a wide area. Yeah. and i I do think favored enemy it's like so what in terms of tracking your favorite enemies like it's not like you get an advantage to hit them which i know would be very very overpowered i appreciate that but it feels like oh you can recall information about them but surely that information would help you fight them (laughs) like or or track them or or banish them if you're doing like a
0: ritual like if it's fey folk or something like that can I say what my additionals are going to do? And yes. this is so. This is so, sorry. I'm keep. I'm, I'm going. This is going to be Hamilton rant session. I'm so sorry. I apologize I in advance. What you do is you send. If you spend time tracking or studying a creature or human, I've written these down as my alternate versions. Right, mm-hmm. you can gain advantage on a surprise attack. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a great one. It's your favorite enemy. If you spend the time tracking them in their nature, natural environment that you know. You gain advantage on, on a surprise attack. I like that a lot. And if it hits, uh, you add uh, a one d six, so you get a bit of actually like a little bit, like mm. stealing a little bit of rogue. You can take that damage. So give that which raises by level. So you could like add that as a leveling like yeah. first attack. You can go for a bit of that assassinate benefit maybe. Mm. My second thing, yeah, my second, second thing, thing on this yeah. is that learning them at different levels, I think, is like what I, I don't know. It says because it then says, oh, you use it on what you've like done. I think steal from Xanathar's guide mm. for research. You can spend time understanding and and tracking and learning, going to libraries, going out on adventures, doing stuff <laughs> in the environment to gain knowledge of a different plane, mm-hmm. and it's and it's biology and it's and it's fauna and flora, mm-hmm. and then you gain that layer. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. use your
0: downtime. Do some rolling, use your bonuses, and you can gain using your proficiency bonuses. You learn, you can spend time learning an environment, but you can only really man- maintain the knowledge of number to, equal to your proficiency bonus or something yeah. like that. That's, that makes sense. I just that's what I'm, i where I'm at. Yeah. no,
1: I think I think that makes sense. Like I said, it feels like they're more connected, and it feels more like it. It works into that role play element a bit more because it does feel like it says like, oh, you should justify it by you know what you encountered along the way. What if you like? Oh, but I don't want to have it all dragons, I favoured anime's dragons, if I want to actually do something else. I was like, no, that's what the DM said. Well, exactly.
0: And again, if it was a solo adventure, you could, as a DM, cater to that. You'd be like, yeah. all right, you are going to hunt dragons because we're playing the lancing of dragons game and you're <laughs> on your dragon lancer and you're... <laughs> lancing those dragons or lance those dragons like yeah. lancing a boil <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so when you're playing that game then yeah it makes loads of sense and we can have a one-on-one mm-hmm. and there's dragons and it's good but if you're playing a full campaign you you want to dm's gonna get a bit bored of like ah. Oh, Oh, just because he got who's our who's our guy who's always in our games? Dave is it? I, it's no, I'm sorry, it's, it's Dave, Graham, Steve, or some, something like that. Well, we've got Steve in the game, and if we don't make it dragons, he's not going to be able to do anything. All right. Well, uh, yeah. so guess what the BBG this week is? Oh, it's a dragon. You know, like, yeah. Now it makes me think of uh, Critical Role and Laura Bailey going, "Oh, oh, oh, we're in the mountains," <laughs> and she's like, oh, "What?" And I can't remember because they've never been there. She's like, "Oh, you get advantage. You get advantage." and it's like, it's like one it was like 100 episodes in and she finally gets to have it's like so yeah. stupid <laughs> that's
1: that level one so you get two things at level one that's pretty pretty good in that sense level two is fighting style um yeah. which we we've come across before you basically you get mm. a choice of one of the following fighting styles but you can't take a fight style option more than once and even yeah. if you get to choose it again later totally makes sense so if you're going to do like a uh, Ranger with a couple of levels in Fighter which you get more fighting styles for that. Here you get you know, archery, defense Dueling and two weapon fighting So archery you get your plus two to your attack Rolls for when you make range weapon attacks mm. Makes sense. Defense is when you're wearing Armor you get another plus two uh, One to AC. Again mm-hmm. quite cool Dueling if you're wielding a melee weapon in one hand And no other weapons you get a, a plus two bonus To damage rolls with that good. one. Uh, and then two weapon Fighting so if you in two weapon Fighting you can add your ability modifier to the Damage of the second attack
0: yeah, that's very wanted. very it's, cool. It's really good actually because it's basically two attacks.
1: It's um, basically two attacks at level
0: two, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah, which is really good. And uh, and actually, if we're going for DPS, then that is the one to go for pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I think what else do you get?
1: What else do you get at level two? Well, hooray, everyone! It's our favorite. It's spellcasting. <laughs> <Huzzah! laughs>
0: See, I love spellcasting, but if I'm a wizard. <laughs> you have learned to use the magical
1: essence of nature to cast spells, much as a druid does. Oh, thanks. Um, Cheers. So yeah, yeah, so with this particular Original. class... <laughs> I know. Uh, oh. With this class, you get yeah, all the way up to level five spells, so you are considered... I'm sure there's a better term for it. It's not half caster or something like that. But like you're not as a you're not a full caster compared to say yeah. uh, wizards or, or warlocks, etc. Demi caster, isn't it called
0: demicasting?
1: Yeah, that's a nicer term than half caster. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah demi caster. We'll go with that. Yeah. So we had a discussion about this before. Maybe we should bring this up now. Is that spell casting with rangers seems a little. Where in the sense yeah. of like it's it's obviously we've we've all been there where the Rager goes, Okay, we're gonna move slightly, pass without a trace. Oh, I'm gonna use Blush. Hunter's mark, all that sort of thing. Very, very cool. But it's like, what if you don't want to do that? What if you wanted to have just a pure fighting class? Yeah. I mean, I know they would say like, oh, you should just go Get for fire, the fighting yeah but like i feel here it was something that you were saying was like maybe we should just have a full subclass like the arcane trickster which is just mm.
0: spellcaster. Yeah. take the druid out put it as a druidic focus spot sub- subclass take hunter and put that all in basically as standard swap I it out so. i think the spell casting is the biggest mistake they made i think it's just it's because and you can tell what it is they're like oh it's not different enough it's not it's not it's it's either going to go down the rogue thing if we just give them pass without a trace as a standard Mm -hmm. and hunter's mark as a thing well that's basically like uh the the, either the fighter taking a fighter class or taking the thing and i think they thought oh chuck some spell casting in there
1: and having a quick look at the sort of spells you get Mm -hmm. like again this is just from the uh dnd beyond the spell class Mm -hmm. rangers list you get stuff like you know Uh, Hail of Fawns, Hunter's Mark, uh, you know, Snare, Zephyr Strike, they're all sort of bonus action stuff, so they add damage on, which is nice, don't get me wrong, it's nice, but it's a bit like and stuff like healing spirit as well which is a very very good spell that's a restoration so you could be like a, a more of a healing type class so maybe mm. if you were if you were only playing two, like two people or yourself then maybe then you would be like oh i do want a few spells so i can heal myself like in case yeah. you don't have a cleric or anything like that my thinking
0: is it's like um when you think of like paladins right mm-hmm. paladins are basically clerical fighters yeah Mm -hmm. and and so like someone might say oh this is a roguish fighter when a rogue is really just a a, a roguish fighter anyway and this is meant to be and they've added druid in this to like make it the thing the thing about a paladin it has one particular thing to it Mm -hmm. that is so particular and so fun and so much lore and so Mm -hmm. as in like so much um flavor to it Mm -hmm. but this there actually isn't a lot of like individuality to it but the the yeah. component parts for paladin make something very special and something people love yeah. to play and the thing is the smite everyone is it's the smite and it's the, the aura, you know and it yeah. is some of the aura things because it makes them more tanky than a, than the yeah. average fighter but it's the smiting it's giving you a yeah. bonus action to be like i've got a sword and i also shoot lasers out of it you know that's basically <laughs> what it is i i cast basically a holy
1: flame as i yeah. uh beat people exactly away. and they the also with the auras as well that it's not yeah.
0: just for them but it's also it's, for the other people around them exactly and so they try to do this with like giving you benefits like pass that trace which affects the whole party but they haven't done enough of it and they haven't made it mm. like you should be this amazing tracker amazing hunter of beasts or man or you know whatever like anything could be you know like any sort of like creature it doesn't have to be it could be humanoid mm. is what i mean or mm. it could be like humans themselves and like that's why they could add some detective levels into it they could add there's so many like things that 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 they could be really building upon and i think mm. they've sort of just made them so naff those elements it, it feels boring doesn't it yeah it's not it's i think when we get to the hunter and the beastmaster, they start to actually give it more flavor but it's yes. inherent in paladin's comparatively yeah, which is a good comparison
1: I think, again I said this off podcast but it feels like when I, whenever we read a previous class for like rogues like the initial class features as we're going through them now they got me excited and then I was like okay so I could play this ooh I don't know what subclass I want to play whereas reading through the of stuff I'm like okay it feels like a half class it, it feels like it's yeah. not complete and then we go to the subclasses i'm like oh now this makes sense etc you said it would be quite cool to have stuff like hunter's marks i guess similar to divine spite yeah. right just to be like yeah. you have it a number of times and you can yeah. use it a number of times or, or spell slots like that but it's and say without a trace exactly just use it as a number of times maybe as your proficiency bonus yeah. and it just increases because that that's quite cool or and just it's give, always spells yeah, exactly. that you can use
0: Yeah, And you gain them over after a short rest, maybe even because it's like, come on and pass it a trace and just give them cunning action. Like, get over it. Just give it to them. Like, come (laughs) on. Like, they should be able to hide. (laughs) They should be able to disengage because they're just they're agility based. Like, it's just silly not to. I know it makes it feel like but the rogues have sneak attack, which is something special. But again, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to give that to them to their favorite enemy because I think like you would have that intelligence mm-hmm. base and uh, adding your intelligence modifier or a wisdom modifier onto your attacks. And it doesn't, does it? It, it only does that till much later, as we I talked about. What so. is the rogue where you can add your intelligence modifier? They can use that bonus action, and then you can add your intelligence modifier to any attack as a bonus action. And I can't Ooh, remember I've, what it's called. It feels like a uh, like a mastermind. I type think it thing, might perhaps. be mastermind, but it's it, the idea Possibly. I'd say is that you take a bonus action to. Observe and yes, figure out where the best moment is to take to where to put the Ooh, the blade yeah. or whatever.
1: Maybe like true strike would be another thing to give rangers as well.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, it, it, Rogues is different, but the true strike is like a it's a true spell, strike is, think, is a spell, isn't it? But you should just give them that as a as an ability. It's a cantrip, yeah, cantrip. Yeah. But that should just be a bonus action they have, which is use your ability modifier, use your intelligence or wisdom modifier, whichever one, yeah. to make an investigation check, basically a perception check. If you pass that, you can add your proficiency bonus onto your attack and, you'll, and damage. Or get super advantage or whatever or it is. get super advantage, that. exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're fixing <laughs> it as we- again.
1: <laughs> then at level three, you get to your choice of the ranger archetypes, mm. which of course we're going to go into a little bit later. Uh, but you also get primeval awareness. Yeah. So this is where you use an action and expend one of your precious, precious ranger spell slots to focus your awareness on the region around you for 1 minute per level of the spell of the spell slot you expanded you can sense whether the following types of creatures are present within 1 mile of you or within up to 6 miles if you are in your favorite terrain okay uh, mm-hmm. so we can we can work out if there are the presence of aberrations celestials dragons elementals fey fiends and undead but then it says this feature does not reveal the creatures location or number... It's a waste of time. Waste absolutely of time. Absolutely waste of time. It's like asking at one of those eight balls, like, uh, will it be sunny? It goes, forecasts say, unsure. And you're like, well, yeah. useless. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it bloody is useless.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> it is absolutely useless. It should just be chucked in with favoured terrain and, and natural explorer. That should yep. be just in... A favoured enemy and natural explorer should just be in there. And then... It should tell you where the fuck they are. <laughs> At a minimum, it should tell you where they are. Or the direction in which to move. Yeah, or the direction. I feel like
1: number, I get that, because you don't want to give away, like, oh, actually, there's a whole horde of undead, or there's only one dragon, or whatever. I think you should get a, a number within a range, based on your role. I feel location or direction is much better. I like that, as a to keep mystery, but... It's like, are they here? Yes. Yes. Thank
0: you for your service. <laughs> Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. You can only either have location or number. How about that?
1: Yeah, perfect. I think that you'd yeah. ask that. That for me makes total sense as a ZM. I probably would rule it like that because otherwise, it, what a waste of fucking time. And that's a spell spot as well. <laughs>
0: it's an absolute waste of time. Who's going to use that rather than Hunter's Mark or like Hide and Play? It just it boggles me, this thing. Just boggles me. <laughs> because like, you read it and you go, literally, someone thought this was. Oh, I'm sorry could be so much better we
1: could tweak it it just feels like i just feel it either is just your action and doesn't reveal location or number or you spend a spell slot and you do get a location or a number because i just feel i just feel like the fact because the spell slots like i said they are so precious and you get so few of them
0: third level no i think it should be you put your hand to the ground you use an action and you make a roll with advantage if it's your favorite terrain if not it's just a roll if you hit the dc you gain and you can't use this yeah. this uh, thing more than your proficiency bonus yeah that, like, that, that's
1: that makes so, so yeah you do the aragorn
0: thing then they went this way yeah. and you're like yeah it's because Fiona <laughs> they added spell casting and they thought add it because uh, you can imagine them all in there going i don't know i don't know we have got to get this ranger out uh Like, <laughs> spell casting <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> move
1: on from private evil awareness because there's nothing much else we can say about it we might as well not even have mentioned it. <laughs> might not, might not mention it. Uh, score improvements, you get the level four, eight, twelve. Well, that's 12. the only thing that's
0: useful because you can get a feat. Yeah,
1: you can get a feet, so you're get up to five feats. Great, great, great. Yeah. Extra attack, level five. Great, you can attack twice instead of once. Instead of giving
0: that a third level.
1: <laughs> get that done early because it makes sense because they're super, super amazing. Then at eighth level, you get something called land stride. So you can start moving through non-magical, difficult terrain, and this costs you no extra movement. Uh, You can also pass through non-magical plants without being slowed by them (laughs) (laughs) and without taking damage from them if they have thorns, spines, or a similar hazard. I don't know about you, Hamilton. How often do you go, oh no, it's an environmental hazard. Oh no, it's an overgrown garden of thorns.
0: Often is something not difficult terrain because someone's cast a magical effect because that's normally why it's a difficult terrain, exactly. It, it's just why can't it be they can move through magical, difficult terrain? Like, why not? Yeah, and, and it just feels like uh, non magical plants,
1: yeah. I, it should be magic, it should be non magi- you magical or you I magic. Mean, you,
0: you gave them spell casting, at least let them know how to get through magical. shit
1: <laughs> <Fact> <laughs> like, Oh, wait, is that plant magical? Let's find out. Yes, it is. Oh, well, I can't. <laughs> move, can't I can't move, move through it. <laughs>
0: I did have a, a, another thing for that, which was that th- they should gain that generally, like yeah. they could do that. But then to add it into this huntery, into this urban, adding like making it so it's not just a natural explorer, but there's also this urban ability to it, yep. which is that you can just you can move through all difficult terrain with no no actual movement. It's just no, there's no difficult terrain can cost you any. Doesn't cost yeah. you any movement. I'd say also if you take mm-hmm. urban as a as your favorite terrain, you know shortcuts right and you can determine when uh i'd say that you when you're trying to if you're chasing someone or you're trying to like Apprehend someone, you get advantage on all your ability checks in order to uh, address them because you know routes through the city. And I'd say the same works in both environments because you can say when you're in your favorite terrain, you get advantage on any checks for like strength checks, agility checks, whatever you'll use. You know when you say, "Make me a check to see if you can chase this, but like chase after yeah. this or capture this being pursuit one, yeah, pursuit, yeah, pursuit." Roles, you get advantage of your favorite terrain because you know like how to grab onto the vine or how to jump through that window to get into the bakery to get around the back of the the alley. Yeah, like,
1: you're doing like a Jason Bourne like chase through different yeah. buildings, going up at stairs and all that exactly. sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I will say what what it does say at the end of Landstride, it says in addition, you do have advantage on saving throws against plants that are magically created or manipulated to impede move- movement, such as the entangled spell. Again, makes sense. There's not I, there's not that many spells that are like like uh, magical plants like that that mm-hmm. att- entanglers one, maybe like barrage mm-hmm. of thorns. I think it's called or the one with yeah. the arrows maybe. So yeah. So again, it feels very, very specific and yeah, a bit useless. <laughs> uh,
0: what happens at 10th level Hamilton? What's the next class feature? You get what you should have got earlier again, hide <laughs> in plain sight. So you spend one minute creating camouflage for yourself. You must have <laughs> access to fresh mud, dirt, plants, soot, or any other naturally occurring materials, which you create <sighs> camouflage again, I don't know how that's useful in um, in the desert, but there you go. I'm sure it will work because well, you can't find fresh mud. You just
1: cover yourself with sand. You're one of yeah. those um, sand bottles. That yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, but okay. Once you camouflage, it, you can hide by pressing yourself up against a solid surface, such as a tree or wall. <laughs> as tall as, wide as you are, you gain plus 10 bonus territory checks as long as you remain there without moving or taking actions. Once you're able to take an action reaction, you must camouflage again, again to the game's benefit. I'm sorry. It's just, you get it, you get it so late. And it's like, so if I stand, I spend one minute, 10, ten rounds, 10 rounds, I can, I can stand still. And not be seen So I can basically but I can basically Like Solid Snake He can just like, oh no, A rogue Can literally Bonus action Hide Right Yeah. But I've yep. got to spend 10 rounds To not do bullshit Like
1: <laughs> But also I like the fact is, You press yourself up Against a solid surface Such as a tree or wall I'm like What happens if you just Lie down on the ground And then they go There you are I can see you And you're like No And you're like I'm pressed I'm pressed <laughs> up Against a solid surface Which is the floor
0: Yeah exactly I just it's like solid snake putting the oh, box over him it's oh. just ridiculous it's so i mean it should just be Ah, oh, again again, i'm gonna say what it should be it should just be <laughs> that you get the ability to become invisible you just get to add plus 10 you just yeah. you know you and you just get to add plus 10 i think that's to good yeah. plus stealth. 10
1: yeah that just makes get sense plus 10 to stealth yeah.
0: just, or advantage on all stealth checks yeah I mean at level ten you should be invisible, but crying out loud, I've saved it to later in my mind, because like they've got it you've gotta I don't know, do something. (laughs) Wait, fourteenth level you get a rogue second level action. Yeah,
1: yeah, at fourteenth level you get vanish. You can use the hide action as a bonus action on your turn. Also, you cannot be tracked by non magical means unless you choose to leave a trail.
0: So you get a second level ability. Yeah. Half of a second level ability at fourteenth level.
1: Yeah. I, I do. I, in my notes, I go, should this not be earlier? Question mark, exclamation mark, question mark.
0: <laughs> it's just silly. I just, yeah, it's silly. just silly. You can't be tracked. You know how to track things. If you takes you until you've spent like level 14 that <laughs> is like stage whatever. And you're mm-hmm. saying that you know how to track all these beings. But you are such an idiot when you're walking through you're, you're like oh you know what you know all these stupid beasts they always leave their footprints in the mud Ah, oh. and then you just see the that ranger then plod along in the mud making footprints oh i lost my shoes what's on
1: what's what's to, oh, yeah
0: exactly oh. just boggles the mind anyway oh my god Let's see what you get. Eighteenth. This is going to be good, right? Come on, this is going yeah, to yeah.
1: be good. Yeah, 18th level, you get Feral Senses. You gain yeah. Preternatural Senses that can help you fight monsters, or monsters, creatures you can't see. When you attack a creature you can't see, your inability to see it does not impose disadvantage on your attack rolls. Great. You're also aware of the location of any invisible creatures within 30 feet of you, provided that creature is not hidden from you and you are not blinded or deafened. Yeah. So... You could have a box, like a like a a solid snake box in front of you, that that invisible creature is crouching down behind you. Like, nope, no one here. Even
0: I <laughs> don't. I just <laughs> don't take that. I just this is the thing. Like, you just just delete that bit. You can see no location for any invisible creature within thirty feet.
1: Thirty feet of you. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like a blind blind sense or
0: whatever it is. Blind sight. Okay, I think it should be blind sight. I think you should just have blind sight. I think if you are both and you and only unless you are blinded and deafened is what I'd say. Not yeah. if you're blinded or deafened. I think if you've got one or the other, it's fine. You just got blindsight. And come on, tell me what you get. Tell me what amazing thing you get (laughs) at 20th level. Tell me, Fiona, how this, and they turn it all around at the 20th Uh, level. Or or do they, is this the moment where we get a hand chopped off by Darth (laughs) Vader because you find out that they were your father all along? What is it? Wow, what a roller
1: coaster! And uh, spoilers <laughs> for that film—it's uh, <laughs> like fifty-year-old 50 film. film. Yeah, so. And we've said this before, when we get to the 20th level, sometimes, sometimes the class feature does let us down a bit. This is when they went,
0: uh, uh, oh, fuck it.
1: Yeah, so at 20th level, it describes it as you become an unparalleled hunter of your enemies. Ooh, oh, this Ooh. sounds good. This sounds good. Ooh, it does sound good. Yeah. Once on each of your turns, you've got, you've got two attack actions. Uh, so you can do this once on that attack action. You can add your wisdom modifier to the attack roll or the damage roll of an attack that you make up against one of your favoured enemies. And you can choose to use this creature before or after the roll, but before any of the effects of the roll apply.
0: What a lot of horseshit. What an absolute <laughs> waste of time. On one of your attacks, of which you only got two because they only give you two, an, one extra attack, or maybe you've got three because you've used two weapon fighting, uh, and you can add your wizard modifier, which we thought you should just be able to do at level two yep. to your favorite enemy. Oh, to just your favorite enemy. Oh, wait, yep. no, but only one of your favorite enemies. So there's two dragons. No, 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 no. Don't be so silly. <laughs> uh, and you can choose this feature after you roll. So don't worry, you can make your attack and then you can go, oh, I have attacked, so I'll use it on the damage. Not on both, on one, but you get to like, who... Who was like the you know who this person was? They were just like literally like the meanest, like it the most feels un- very mean. Like it's yeah. so mean. It's like they're the person who goes to the dinner with everyone and goes, "I had a water and I had a salad <laughs> and <I'm> not paying <laughs> for anything else." <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you you've really been to some of
1: my dinners and haven't you? Oh, <laughs> oh no, Fiona, ooh. you that person? No, no, I'm not that person. But yeah, it's. <laughs> but I think, yes, it, I am. No. <laughs> This is a bit of a letdown. This level twenty. Yeah, at this point, we've said this before when we've done classes. You should be. Y- this is your cool moment. You yeah. are fucking unstoppable, and the DM should be applauding you and making it like work yeah. for you. And so it's like, yeah, you know what? Do it on on both your attacks. Add your wisdom modifier to the attack roll and the damage roll. And it's not just against one of your favorite enemies. It's against yeah, all of your all enemies. Of it. Yeah, no.
0: Fuck it. I think exactly. And that should be eighteenth because you should have got eighteenth or fourteenth. You should have a third attack and. At level twenty, you should be able to go freaking invisible and have dragon sight, or true sight. <laughs> Not even dragon sight; that's ridiculous. Dragon sight is ridiculous, but true sight. Like yes. you should be able to see anyone who's being invisible anywhere yeah. within your within your range of vision. You should be able to see like a freaking hawk, like one hundred and twenty feet by now, anyway. And you should be basically invisible like unless someone has got dragon sight themselves uh, true sight themselves like you have true sight you can see through all illusions all marzing you can't be tracked no one can find you you're a fucking <laughs> you are a phantom are... I mean? no but literally you should be like you're level 20 <laughs> a wizard can rewrite the history of the world with a <laughs> single spell and you get to get a wisdom attack roll <laughs> just like it's just who balance
1: this so as you can tell we're not a fan
0: of the basic I, I'd, loved, I'd love to find out <laughs> if the person who wrote this is listening and goes that was me, and yes i do want people to pay for the appropriate food at all dinners uh, but what?
1: with that out of the way because i think
0: that's important to
1: have that as the basic structure of like what the range class is let's now go on to the two subclasses that we're going to do for this episode let's go let's go on mm. to the fun one first so this is like what i would call a, a shit sandwich so we've done the first layer of um, yeah. bread we're now going to go for the tasty tasty filling and then we'll come back with the next subclass which is Beastmaster, for the final slice
0: i also wanted to make the note that in rangers part two we will then talk also about the changes made in the yes. addition optional class features, yes. I assume then, as well as the changes they made to these classes. Yeah. As well. Then. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Just to clarify to people at home if they're wondering, because then if you are looking at some D D beyond, you will then see some optional class features if you're following along with us at mm-hmm. home. And we will talk about those next because that's that's when we get our Return of the Jedi moment. <laughs> Let's talk about hunters then. So this is the idea, this
1: archetype where you accept your place as a as a ranger, as sort of at, mm. between the civilization and the terrors of the wilderness. You are like the last stop you are the last hold essentially you walk the hunter's path you specialize in techniques for fighting the threats you face from the rampaging ogres and the hordes of orcs to towering giants and terrifying dragons Mm. this is cool this is where your damage comes in this this whole class is basically you're fighting monsters this is literally your job you are the van helsing you you can even be the buffy you know if Mm -hmm. you take all the demon stuff out like this this is you essentially and I love it as a result.
0: And I've said earlier, if you just put all this hunter stuff and chucked it in and took out spellcasting, you've actually got a pretty decent some pretty decent so. things here. You get this at third levels when you choose your, your path. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, hunter's prey is the first thing you get. You can then gain one of the following benefits of choice, which is, Colossus Slayer Your tenacity Can wear down The most potent foes yeah. When you hit a creature With a weapon attack The creature takes An extra 1d8 damage If it's below Its hit point maximum You can deal This extra damage Only once per turn Which I think Is actually fine At third level But yes. that's the same As the 20th level You've just given me A minute ago yeah, In yeah. some respects <laughs> But anyway that,
1: But yeah Colossus Slayer Is really good Because literally As soon as it's damaged You can be like Excellent yeah. And then just Keep hitting it hitting it against your, your Attack's getting harder And harder and harder I think yeah. the only thing I would suggest Like I said, Mm. by the time you're level 20, you should be fucking nailing everything. It should go up, right? The dice damage should go up. I think it should go up to at least a D12 because
0: I love D12s. Oh, I know. I think it should be D8 times your proficiency modifier. Oh, okay. Down to a minimum of one and up to a maximum of whatever or something like that. Just uh, arrange it to that because I think you're right. It's just, (sighs) yeah, it's better now. It's why, yeah. Yeah, this, this, this well, is good now. Yeah, this <laughs> is good now. This is good now. Then you get giant killer with, with a large or large creature within five feet of your hits or misses you with an attack. You can use reaction to attack that creature immediately after the attack, provided that you can see it. Cool. I think that's pretty good. That, that makes a lot of sense. Use of reactions is good.
1: The fact that it can hit you or miss you which is mm-hmm. good. Sometimes because stuff like Sentinel, it's that sort of feat. That's when it's, it hit, mm. it's trying to hit somebody else. And then when it misses that, so sometimes you're like, well, this is like, oh, it's going to aim for me. I'm going to be very, very close. And then it misses or it hits. And you're like, great. I'm now going to hit you. It's, it's just, yeah, yeah
0: it makes total sense that you're ready to fight with that. This is where my other reminds me of my other idea. I had for Rangers mm-hmm. to give them something very unique. And this is something that I've never quite figured out the rules for, but mm-hmm. what if they could use their reaction all the time to do an additional attack at Mm. any time because that would be something like bonus actions of the realm of rogues what if we gave rangers the reaction because they are so fast so immediate Mm. they have this ability to use every turn a reaction to as a reaction roll to make another attack Mm. you know i like that yeah i think and that gives them an attack moment at any time between their turns Mm-hmm. Okay, you can use it on your on your turn, but I think I don't think you know. You, maybe you can't even use it on your turn. But the no, whole point would you be get an additional attack action on your reaction, and you can use that action to do mm. any actional thing. So that could be hide, disengage, or like even like I'd even say add something like use your reaction to do something like a sentinel. Like you can take the damage from someone else. You can invert and take. You can go mm. in the position of someone else. So you're jumping around the battlefield in and amongst your turns. And I make mm. that feel so much more like a ranger.
1: With that reaction, would you say it had to be, uh, if you, if you use an reaction to attack, would that be a melee attack or will that be any I think kind it, of,
0: I think you would even say it's any kind of attack. I, I feel. Including, amazing... including spells? No because I wouldn't give them spells. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I thought so. But I think it would be... I don't think you can use a spell slot, but I think...
1: Maybe you do. I mean, maybe that would add to... I think I would go go for melee or ranged weapon attack. I think that makes more sense because you are reacting so quickly to the thing. Like, it makes sense if you're like, again, we're going
0: to go back to the Legolas archer on this, where you're like pew, 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 like just shooting on the other side. But I think you would also be able to use your disengage or defense. Mm -hmm. You could take a defensive stance as a reaction so Mm. if you know somebody's about to attack you you can make a reaction to make the fence. because it allows it to be flexible like so the the rogue has to consider in advance right this is the point about rogue is a rogue is thinking ahead and has to go Mm. okay i'm going to use my bogan action to hide Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage. I'm going to use my bonus action to defend. You know, yeah, It's very important the order they do that in, yes. isn't it? So. Whilst if Whilst what you do for the rangers, you give it as a reaction because then they can be like, I've got the ability to do another attack. Mm-hmm. And you can save that and you could waste it now or you could hold on to your reaction because they might hit me. And so you might leave it to the last minute and go, oh, I'm going to do an extra attack. Fuck, they hit me. You know, and I, I wish I'd done my defense or I'm going to hide or I'm going to intercept. I think mm-hmm. would be if within a certain amount of feet.
1: I like that. Yeah. And then the final thing just to say on the hunter's prey one, because we didn't mention it, is the horde breaker. So yeah. that's once on each of your turns, you can make when you make a weapon attack, you can make another weapon attack with the same weapon against a different creature within five feet of the original target and within your range. So that's mm. pretty cool as well. Like if you're yeah, because then you're in like the heat of battle, you've got all mm. your various enemies like on the battlefield and you can just like do one, two. So yeah, it just increases that amounts of attacks that you do, which I just think is so good and that, and that's free as well as well yeah, yeah
0: exactly i think that is really good i think
1: I think all three of those hunter's prey mm. ones like i think most people i would say tend to use colossus slayer because that's like more damage yeah it's the first time i've seen a, a class a subclass feature where i'm like well, all three of these are pretty decent yeah, they yeah, are. i guess it's because of all three of them are here's an extra attack here's some more damage you know yeah. rather than you
0: your speed increases by 10 feet which i'm like that's boring i don't I think they I, could make a few more of them and say you gain mm. one at third level sixth level level intent level and you can choose oh yes you, know so you, you can
1: add it oh that'd be quite cool
0: I'd like that idea because if you didn't have the spell casting you need more things you could add the hide in place site as some hunters prey stuff you could add in maybe more stealth based things you can gain one at third level one at sixth mm-hmm. an additional at sixth level at tenth level and maybe you can change them mm-hmm. or you know or something like that at those levels but I think that would be a really cool because then you could be like okay I've gained I'm going to go down the sort of horde breaker but I also want the pass out of trace or something like that yeah. and I, I don't know and the hunter's mark as an additional bonus point thing, or I'm yeah. going to du- I'm going to go for DPS, which is going to be like Colossus Slayer on top of Hunter's Mark on top of something else that's like a more attack-heavy thing or something.
1: Yeah. All right. At seventh level, you get defensive tactics. So you gain one of the following features of your choice. You get Escape the Horde, where opportunity attacks against you are made with disadvantage really good yeah. if you're not going to use your action to disengage obviously if you're using the classics the mm-hmm. way of doing it that's quite good because then you just like out of there multi-class defense when a creature hits you with an attack you gain a plus four bonus to ac for, against all subsequent attacks made by that same creature that turn again that's very useful higher up because mm-hmm. no doubt you'll be have the big boss and it's like i'm gonna focus all my attacks on you oh mm-hmm. you know that hits okay yeah you managed to i mean that's cool and again if you're using spells maybe you can do, I don't actually. I don't think you can get shield now that I think about it with rangers, but never mind. Uh, And then finally, you get steel will. You have Mm -hmm. advantage of saving throws against being frightened which I think can be useful because obviously you've got stuff like, obviously dragons have frightful presence, you know, legendary creatures do have that. So anything extra like that can be useful, but I think one of the first yeah. two you'd probably, I I would probably go for. So escape the horde, is, I, I think, because that one's such a good one to have. And the multi tack offense mm. one, if you're if you're really in there within the fight using the two-handed weapon fighting, then yeah, yeah
0: go for that as well. It makes so much more sense. Again, it's much, this is, so, all this stuff is so much more flavored to what yeah. a ranger is. Uh, and so it's just really it's really interesting exciting to see. isn't it yeah? it is
1: at 11th level you get multi attack what Mm uh you gain one of the following features of your choice you can either get volley or world win attack so volley is that you use your action to make a ranged attack against any number of creatures within 10 feet of a point you can see within your weapons range and then it's like you must have ammunition ammunition for Mm -hmm. each target fuck that Uh, but you must make a separate attack roll for each of the targets that makes sense sure but that is so cool because you could just literally like i I get five arrows i go and they just shoot and they just hit the ground like
0: very cool Lord
1: of the Rings style like, yeah. so again
0: this is so much more Ranger like this is where it becomes fun and yeah a whirlwind attack you can use your action to make a melee attack to get any number of creatures within five feet of you with a separate attack so cool Got
1: my two swords, I'm spinning around. Yeah, this, like, this
0: is the trick shots,
1: essentially, yeah. the trick attacks that you look very, very cool about. And it's the ones that you flavor. And they're at a level level. I think that's okay. Like, I think yeah. that's
0: that's not too bad. Like, I would like it earlier, but I think you'd get rid of Hide to Play Sight and put it at a tenth level. Maybe, maybe even I think I think if you were gonna get rid of the spell casting which I think is what overbalances it, and, un- and that's why they underbalanced everything else. Is that if you mm. got rid of that and just put these together, I think you could move the defensive tactics of the hunter's prey again into that thing I was saying, like you get those yeah. five, add them up, and a couple of the spells yeah. that we think are good, and put the multi attack. Maybe even instead of extra attack early on, yeah. and then add extra attack afterwards might be even more mm-hmm. fun because it's then you're flavouring it earlier instead of just going down the ohm fighter his extra attack roll. Maybe at like maybe sixth level, maybe seventh level. I don't know. It is pretty cool
1: it's so funny for a class that neither of us have played too much of we're already putting stuff in the lower levels and like beefing it up so it's just gonna be an absolute monster of a class which i absolutely love
0: well no but it's it because it isn't at the moment (laughs) it's so depressing
1: final fast class feature we've got is superior hunter's defense that's level 15 and Mm. again you gain one of the following features of your choice two of which we've seen before and yeah. you get them automatically you get evasion area of effect uh dodging yeah. essentially you make a dexterity saving throw only to, if you succeed you only take you take no damage don't succeed you take half damage uncanny dodge so when an attacker hits you with an attack you can use your reaction to half the damage against you which again they're both rogue
0: features yeah i just think it's silly that you one of your choice Sorry, yeah. just give them evasion and uncanny dodge because why why wouldn't you be able to do both and not the other? Like yeah. why are you good at I mean, okay yeah. you're obviously very deceptive and able to jump out of the way of a sword. Why are you then not able to jump out of the way of a, a lightning bolt? Like I don't Or a
1: fireball, or yeah. Or a fireball.
0: <laughs> I didn't see the fireball, which is massive, but I did see the dagger and I got out of the way of that.
1: One of the other choices you could also take is something called stand against the tide. When a hostile creature misses you with a melee attack you can use your reaction to force that creature to repeat the same attack against another creature other than itself of your choice, which it could be quite cool. But if you already have Giant
0: Killer, you're going to use your reaction to attack the yeah. creature immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know why, I don't understand why you would make it hit something else. Like, why would that, why, it doesn't, I don't get the flavor of why that you push its arm and it then attacks.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just it neighbor?
0: swings. Like I, I'm thinking, like it's a big giant, and there's lots of minions around. You use its momentum against it to push it into something else. Yeah, and... I don't know. It's yeah, again this sort of stuff. I think this one should have been a lot earlier
1: in yeah. in the But overall. I think it's a really cool subclass. You can really flavour it and really make it interesting.
0: Yeah. It just tails but off a little bit at the end. But <laughs> The problem is, that, as I said, it, it feels like that's the only one you want to choose because it's the only way that makes a ranger good. And what annoys me is that actually, if this was all in the ranger mm. thing, I would then feel more comfortable about the Beastmaster about to go into or any of the other ones because I've already got all these really cool rangery things mm-hmm. to flavour mm-hmm. my subclasses with. Whilst this is... Actually, a very unflavored subclass because yeah. it's hunter, which is what a ranger is. So there's no flavor to it <laughs> apart from apart from reiterating. If you read yeah. the beginning, of it, it just reiterates basically emulating the hunter archetype. You're setting place of bowl between civilization and the terrors of the wilderness. Wait a minute, that's what you said at the beginning. Uh, yeah. You learn yeah. specialized techniques for fighting the threats you face. Wait a minute, that's literally uh, from ranging, rampaging ogres and hordes of hawks, towering giants. Wait a minute, that's favored enemy. So come on. It's literally the same flavour as a ranger. It's written there. Sorry, I don't get angry that much, but this just... Oh, but, you, but you are you are fuming, and I love it. I love it. It's the
1: indignation of, like, I can't believe this. All right, let's talk. Let, let's get down to business with the Beastmaster. So, this... I think majority of people who've heard about ranger classes will instantly think of this particular subclass. because this idea that you have basically an animal companion a ranger's companion in fact so that you were united with sort of beast and ranger fighting the monsters together and like you mentioned before the most famous example of this is Dritz Uh, (laughs) Hamilton has just put up a sign that says bullshit
0: (laughs) it's all I wrote under beastmaster (laughs) it's bullshit
1: yes as we've said before but we're just going to clarify again just not because I'm sure that everyone listens to this podcast all the way through but I've had some comments on some of the YouTube videos where They've clearly not listened to the whole podcast, but it's fine. Um, So
0: let's talk, Fiona. This is this is clickbait material, right? This is going (laughs) to be. We're going to get comments galore on this. Actually, actually, have you seen Tasha's? I'm very much aware of Tasha's. And as we said, caveat before we went into these. Part two is when we will we will show you. I can't not. I'm going to have to say why it's stupid, because it's the only reason why it's stupid. They fix, and they they actually do fix it. The whole
1: point is when you get to third level, you get something called the Ranger's Companion. So you gain Mm. a beast companion that accompanies you on your adventures and is trained to fight alongside you. The best example for this, if you are somebody who does watch streams, is obviously Vexalia in Critical Mm -hmm. Role, Laura Bailey's character, who has
0: a bear with her. And that's basically what they've done there. And it's also, this is... Your drizzet right? This is yes. drizzet and drizzet has all the cool whirly winds uh, uh, that <laughs> you get in a hunter, and is also a beast master. So if they, if they, you know, they should have figured it out. But anyway, it's um has his cool <laughs> whirly winds. It's like he's
1: had a bit too much beans for like, the <laughs> supper. And he's just, it's got his whirly winds. So at level three, you get you choose a beast, and this again, this is from the place handbook. you choose a beast that's no larger than the medium and has a challenge rating of a quarter or lower. Appendix D presents stats for like hawk, mastiff, or panther as examples. Mm. Uh, add your proficiency bonus to that creature's AC, attack rolls and damage rolls, as well as any saving throws or skills it might be proficient in. Its hit point maximum equals the hit points number in the stat block, or four times your range level. Whatever is higher. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, it can spend hit dice during a short rest to regain hit points. The beast obeys your commands as best it can. It takes your turn on initiative. On your turn, you can verbally command the beast to move wherever. That's no action required by you. Oh, that's so kind of them. However, <laughs> you can use your action to verbally command the creature to attack, dash, disengage, or help action. If you don't issue a command, it takes the dodge action. Once you have the extra attack feat, so at level five, you can make one attack weapon yourself when you can command the beast to take the attack action. So basically what it's saying is that you can choose whether you shoot an arrow yourself or if your panther goes up and mauls someone. You can't get both. And that it's bullshit it's just bullshit I think you would never choose this class because it's like well my creature if I, if I really wanted a hawk or an owl which doesn't do that much damage if you look if you're judging by these uh, statistics then you're never going to use them they're never, they're never going to be useful they're just going to be a flavour of some things they're going to take up your whole action all the way up to level 5 um, and also there is definitely disparity between certain creatures of a quarter challenge rating and lower that's why like, you hear people have, oh I've got a panther I've got a bear no one's going to have a Mastiff, unfortunately, which sucks. Because obviously, yeah, you want a dog. I want a dog yeah. with me to to maul my enemies. But if I was like, I want to make the most out of this class, I'm going to have to go for bigger creatures. If you are incapacitated or absent, <laughs> as if you just fucking left the battlefield at this point, like I, I give up, I'm done. The beast acts on its own, focusing on protecting you and itself. The beast never requires your command to use its reaction when making an opportunity attack. So that's fine. When travelling through the, your favourite terrain with only the beast, you can move stealthily at a normal pace. Oh, that's nice. That's good. If your beast dies, you can attain a new companion by spending eight hours magically bonding with a beast that isn't hostile to you and meets requirements. So that's bullshit as well. You, you know, oh, that's a shame. But now we've got a bloody wait. I've got to take a long rest to get my, my panther back, essentially, or get my bear back. And people want to move on by that time. That's, mm. uh, yeah absolute bullshit i just ultimately this companion stuff the fact it takes up your whole action really early Mm -hmm. on and then probably doesn't
0: do that much damage or it's not as good when it should be because there's two of you thing i thought is just is like the only way to put it is just just give them an extra like player that's literally what you're doing you're just adding another player to the game like how does that fucking matter because i can i can just go get another player and put them in the campaign Mm -hmm. but i can't just have one like why?
1: It feels like you are sort of limited, perhaps, to land-based creatures, like ones that can attack on the ground, stuff like yeah. like like stuff like hawks or, or owls or stuff like, that. or even sharks, which you can you yeah. can get as well. They're a bit like limited in that sense, whereas in the later editions though, you can switch around a little bit I just yeah it yeah. just
0: feels a bit pointless I, I think it's a, a exceptional training you then finally get to use the bonus action to give it dash disengage or help
1: yeah as a bonus so, action
0: so it gets to be a rogue at least and then <laughs> it doesn't get to hide though.
1: the beast attacks now count as magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance and immunity to non-magical attacks and damages i mean
0: yeah that's all right that's
1: all right i don't mind that but yeah it feels a bit like that's a bit shit (laughs) like level seven (laughs) it's it it takes up that that one attack from you and then you get an attack and that and only then two levels later you're like oh by the way your claws they
0: shine with a little bit of pixie (laughs) dust and then cycle level level you get beast your fury you command your beast to command the attack and the beast can make two attacks or if it has a multi-attack action it can use that as the action
1: right Okay. So,
0: I mean, I don't think I have to say any more on it I think it's just that share spells at 15th level you cast a spell, target yourself, it also affects your beast companion if the spell if the beast was in 30 feet, so if you heal yourself you heal the, I, the beast So what? Of course it will affect your, I, I just... Oh. At 15th level <laughs> and, and you might be going oh yeah, so Hamilton Fiona those are the first, those are the, what you get right at the beginning, right? So what else do you get for Beastmaster? After we just talked about that awesome Hunter uh, subclass, yeah. you must get more, right? No Insert crickets. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like the fact we spent what maybe twenty minutes talking about Hunter, we've just blasted through the Ranger's companion in like five, six minutes. That that's literally because obviously all the stuff, it makes sense that all the stuff would be about your animal companion, like, you know, you beef that up a bit. But you don't get anything. Like, it's not even like, it uh, you know, anything. it's nothing like, oh, he gets advantage on saving crows or something
0: no, like that. You're in the forest and you can call upon the beasts of the forest <laughs> to fight for you. Like, why is where's my horde of squirrels that's going to come and attack everyone? Like, Jesus oh. Christ, you're the beast master. You should be able to like, <laughs> you're in front of the dragon <laughs> and you can command the dragon to like, to understand it, and kneel. like, go, yeah, kneel before me, and then you ride off on the dragon, and it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like, that's what it should be, not like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what's going on? Says the brogue on the back <laughs> yeah, of the dragon. Exactly, because <laughs> you're fighting side. the dragon, and the ranger levels up to level twenty, and goes, and you now have the ability to command. You get the spacey the <laughs> spell of um, dominate dragon or whatever, dominate monster. Dom- Domin- yeah, dominate whatever. monster. Yeah. Is it dominate? Does but monster count it's, dragons? It, it does i, I probably I, well, i'm sure they'll resist it in you know some way I mean, but you just have the ability to like or you can you know you i know, just freaking do something
1: I, I was gonna say i love your interpretation of squirrel girl and so now i want that's that's the thing it is your 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 companion is is a giant squirrel it's a bit like again yeah. we talked about the gnomish pantheon recently you have a giant raccoon yeah don't no one mentions it that you have no, a giant see. raccoon
0: yeah but but exactly and i think get a companion great but then on top of that your animal handling is like plus 10 to animal handling you should be able to communicate talk to all nature you should be able to communicate with you should gain the spell immediately talk to whatever it's called, plants and, and talks, animal animal friendship, talk to plants. Animal friendship. Yeah, yeah. Animal friendship and communicate with animals or whatever it is. And then you should be able to get a divination, uh some sort of divination thing from that and walking through trees. The tree I think, uh,
1: thing. yeah, street walking, I think find steed would also be a cool one, they but yeah. I want I want a stag yeah. <laughs> and it's
0: like like a nightmare. Up. And if you're and yeah. you ch- and when you choose your magical Unicorn. creature, you get to raise a horde of them at level 20 like yep. you then can command all bear folk in within a mile to fight for you do you know what I mean because that is just bears we rise <laughs> but at what Daybreak! Want, <laughs> but what you want is like you have a wolf and then you, this is yeah. the one I wanted to play is dire that wolf. you say I've got a wolf companion and then you just go oh like that in the and then a mile radius you hear the and then that's what your dm gets to say is like you then hear the call of the wolves from a mile around you're like princess Mononoke, essentially exactly yeah and then you're fighting the dragon you're like the wolves are coming and then suddenly like you're like your are rogues down Bob. the clerics on last spell but then it's like the battle of the five armies and all the hawks come all... flying in Fly, <laughs> fools, you know jesus christ <laughs> like no what you get no but no don't worry about it Fiona don't worry about it because you can do the help action for free but it's <laughs> level seven it's like I can't I start part of my mechanics to help you I just could dodge I'm just gonna dodge
1: I do kind of like now that we've gone through it that 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 is if you had like a cat or feline creature it's like help me and and the cat's like no That's
0: exactly <laughs> It's literally what I was thinking then It's like It's just literally The cat is just gonna go Meow, meow. <laughs> and just lick its Lick its paw Yeah it like, sort of It gives you the middle Middle paw
1: <laughs> Exactly <laughs> what what an explosive ending to this episode (laughs) but do not worry folks as we as we've said multiple times part two we're going to get dive into the corrections certainly on the Beastmaster, the optional class stuff but also the other six subclasses which are are so actually i really love them i think that because those ones i'm like oh that's exciting moonstalker is a fiona favorite
0: clearly horizon walker was one of my favorites monster slayer is cool so fiona Yes, Uh, the hand's been chopped off. Luke is is hanging on to the to the. Oh, we're using this metaphor, yes. I was thinking this (laughs) this metaphor, and he's about to get picked up by the Millennium Falcon what's happening with the Millennium Falcon? Where is the Millennium Falcon? Who is in the Millennium Falcon? Wow, th- this metaphor has been
1: stretched. And then there was that segue and I saw it and I was like, oh, there it goes. Uh, yes, so where? Yes. You're talking about where? So yes. who am I? Well, currently I'm portraying Luke Skywalker that's hanging off a thing, but I'm also known as Fiona. No, you're Han Solo. Oh, I'm Han Solo. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. I'm Han Solo then in the Millennium Falcon, uh, but I'm also Fiona. Uh, what am I? Well, I am, I am a smuggler. <laughs> uh <laughs> I also have a best friend who's basically a, a um You've got your Beastmaster. You've got a, a Beastmaster. Oh a oh, much better Beastmaster, Sci Fi Beastmaster.
0: A a Wookiee would be a really cool but then I don't want that to be or your mate. You want that to be more your mate, but like I quite like that as a cool like companion. You
1: essentially have Bigfoot and Bigfoot yeah. or having um A
0: Yeti. A Yeti. Yeah. Perfect.
1: Anyway, when I'm not when I'm not being a beast walker uh, with a yeti as a companion and like going woohoo and and parasex etc, I am a podcaster. Where well, good question. I'm all over the internet, but I run the <laughs> What Am I Rolling podcast, which is a twice monthly RPG one shot podcast. As always, it's going very well. We've got interviews with game designers, mostly from Free League. Hooray! Uh, we've got stuff from like Vassan, which is coming up. We've got stuff from Into the Odd hopefully by the time this comes up we'll also have an interview with the person behind the alien rpg which is very very exciting
0: Ooh, which you've played you played I've at played, a convention didn't i ran you? it
1: i ran it at a convention and it was very very scary but everyone really enjoyed it and that's all all that matters other one shots we've got coming out we've got numenera's out it's been out for a while we've got Ooh, yeah. we've got paranoia's coming out at some point so i've oh, yep. heard now. so much about that it's a good fun system. I really enjoyed that. Um, also got You're you Awaken in a Strange Place, which is a fully improvised RPG, which is super, super fun. And yeah, loads of things coming out. So just go in and check that out. We're all over the internet on that one. But Hamilton, you you sprung me because it's normally me that asks you first what we're doing. So. <sighs> It was my terrible, terrible, terrible segue. Thing. I, no, not at all. I love I love your Star Wars reference. Uh, you did a Star Wars, um, yeah. but Hamilton. What <laughs> did <a> Star Wars? <laughs> you did a Star Wars, but Hamilton. What are you up to? What? Where can we find you if you're not on DM's book club?
0: You You can't really find me out about apart from on twitter just hanging about at, at the dragon dm chatting crap because i'm, I'm <laughs> making stuff i've got a more thing thing it like it's so close we've got a first draft of the of the edit yes. we've got some nice little things happening i don't know if you've had a look in our chat but had we've a got. quick look yeah very yeah. exciting mm-hmm. yeah there's some nice stuff there i'm looking forward to some funky effects to be added on it's probably out now but yes i'm doing Morky Borg. it's called theater macabre we are playing a slightly edited version of graves less left wanting if anyone knows that mm-hmm. don't read the story you can get it for free but wait till you listen to us play it and then go and read the story but you can get it for free on the mortboard website now yes. but mm-hmm. it is uh, it's a fun thing and we've got some great people on it taylor from the backwater bastards oh, we've got so some people good. from uh, my shattered realm uh, game from dragon's jaw which is will and chloe and then also we have Stuart, aka this is Bardcore from Dice and Desire podcast and they're all incredible Honestly, you you sent me that clip a little while ago and I was like, oh
1: Everyone had lots of fun And I was very yes. jealous <laughs> But everyone but everyone, brought that A-game And that's the thing We've said this before on this podcast Yeah, Borg You bring your A-game And you it do. doesn't matter Because like,
0: the rules are very yeah. simple And the, the world is what yeah. it is You don't go 50% You go 150% No, You so. definitely do And everyone did And there's oh, it's yeah. Some of the intro bit Is one of my favourite bits There's some, oh, some so Rhyming good. You guys Stuart <sighs> just rhymed Like every other sentence Yeah, so incredible I've, You'll see it There'll be a trail out You can see it there that will be on the T4 Sea Dragon and then next week I'm recording the first of our Pirate Borg <gasps> mini series with with Chris playing their character for our shattered realm as a prequel, it's Luskan. There's pirates. There's gonna be Grog. There's I've got I've got Taylor coming back, but I've also got Dan from the Backwater Blasters, and I've got uh, Meg who used to be a part of Chasing Tails, mm-hmm. who is also an amazing makeup artist. Yes. And so, and there's gonna be Skellies and vampires and liches and all this sort of stuff. So it's gonna be
1: awesome. it's yes, it's a sea of thieves, but extreme, which yeah, I love.
0: It's extreme, and then. Back <laughs> how we is incoming it's, happening. it's, <gasps> it's happening. coming I know
1: finally 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 also 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 we yeah. have an offer code if you like us love RPGs and you love supporting local friendly no, friendly local game stores get that mm. wrong um, you can go support one of my local ones that is uh, third space gaming in Burnley because you have to say it in that accent go support john and Catherine if you type in the offer code dmbc into checkout on your first purchase you get 10% off that order and it could be on anything they're doing pre Orders for Radiant Citadel and Spelljammer, I believe, at this point. Um, although those will be out by now, obviously. <laughs> it's so weird recording in the past, but it coming out in the future. It's bizarre. Um, but if you want terrain, if you want dice, hey, if you love Thousand Year Old Vampire by Tim Hutchins, that that's the only place in the whole of the UK you can get a physical copy of that book. So I would highly, highly Is recommend that, right? that. Yep, that's where I got my go. physical copy. There you go. And there, that's everything Whew, I think we both need to lie down and a cup of tea After talking about rangers for nearly an hour and a half an hour, It I have been very animate
0: <laughs> Apologies
1: No, I hope you're all fired up By the way, any of you listening, you should be all fired up And can't wait for the next episode where we talk about yeah. rangers part 2 yeah. But until then folks, thank you so much for listening And we will See you you
0: on the flip side on the flip side.
1: side. (laughs) The flip side of (laughs) souls the flip side. See you then. Bye. Bye.